This is the Affirm America podcast, where we stand up and speak out affirming American excellence. Coming to you deep in the heart of the Midwest, located in an undisclosed log cabin on the outskirts of town, your host, Marquis Vandemark. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Affirm America podcast on this Wednesday, January the 4th, 2023. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Yeah, we still got some mild weather here in the Midwest. It's going to be about 60 degrees again today on the 4th of January. Hope you're nice and warm and toasty wherever you are in the United States. Happy New Year again to all of you that are just joining us again, getting back into the routine. These are your top five headlines for this Wednesday. Let's start off with uh, headline number five. Kentucky marks 11 financial firms for blacklisting due to ESG practices. From the Washington Examiner, Kentucky State Treasurer has come up with a list of nearly a dozen financial firms it accuses of boycotting energy companies and warned that the state could divest from them in a matter of months. Kentucky State Treasurer Allison Ball's office announced on Tuesday the names of the 11 firms, which include behemoths such as BlackRock, Citigroup, HSBC, and J.P. Morgan. Ball told the Washington Examiner last year the Kentucky legislature passed a bill that empowers Ball's office to identify firms that boycott energy companies. The firms will be subject to divestment after 120 days, although Ball said she hopes they decide to change their policies so the state won't have to do so. From Reuters, Republicans have been ramping up pressure on the financial industry over what they say are their increasingly aggressive environmental, social, and governance ESG practices. In the past year, other states like West Virginia and Texas have also boycotted several financial firms. Okay, so this ESG, this Environmental, Social, and Governance Practices, this comes out of the Economic Forum. This is the Klaus Schwab crowd over there in Davos. This is a group that wants to set up the Great Reset, if you've heard about that. If not, you need to check it out. ESG is very dangerous. It's a totalitarian tactic. It wants to control our actions based on environmental, social, and governance practices. So uh, one of their practices with their ESG, so one of their practices with the ESG is to boycott energy companies. And this is uh, directly connected to the climate agenda, the idea that they need to control us and how we operate as a people, as a country, and it's a global project. It's global in scope. And so a lot of these uh, companies now that are picking up this ESG policies, now the states, individual states that operate pension plans and have invested their funds there are now pushing back on them. If they have any ESG requirements inside their investment portfolios, then the 
states are giving them a notice that they will divest them from these funds. So that's a very, very good thing. I think ESG is way outside the ideas of our constitutional freedoms and to put pressure on us based on how they think that we should believe is not good. It's very much totalitarian. We'll keep an eye on it, and if you think that your pension fund has ESG, you might want to make some adjustments, make some changes, move out of those funds, and voice your opinion with your accounts. All right, headline number four. Increasing numbers of children getting sick from accidentally eating marijuana-infused sweets. NBC, more young children are getting sick from inadvertently eating marijuana edibles, according to a study published Tuesday in the journal's Pediatrics. Calls to poison control centers about kids five and under consuming edibles containing THC rose from 207 in 2017 to 3,054 in 2021. That's a 1,375% increase according to the study. THC, or tetrahydrocannabinoil, is the psychoactive ingredient in marijuana. Nearly all of the children, about 97%, found the edibles at home. Daily Wire, the push for new packaging is a significant consideration as cannabis-infused edibles are often made to look like candy or cookies, which can lead children to consume the product accidentally. The concern especially relates to toddlers who are unable to read the packaging. More than half of the reports involved two- and three-year-old children. Okay, so this is, uh, this is what you get when you start legalizing marijuana. You have a number of uh, teenage kids uh, coming into the uh, emergency wards because of overdosing on marijuana and THC, having psychosomatic responses. It's very strong, the THC contents in these uh, marijuana uh, consumables and smoking of uh, marijuana is very high potency. And people hallucinate and they get uh, sick and uh, vomit and nausea. And the emergency wards are very much overrun by teens in, in a lot of states, but now it's becoming more and more on these very young children because the marijuana is easily accessible by small children and toddlers. This is a cultural problem. This is something that we as a country need to decide whether we want to legalize the use of these drugs. There seems to be a big push for it, but in the states where it has legalized, it has be created more of a problem. And so that's something that, as a people, we need to discuss and figure out if that's really the right path that we should be heading down. All right, headline number three. The CDC urges LGBTQ curriculum to be integrated within schools. Just the news. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is pushing for school administrators, nurses, and teachers to embrace the LGBT movement and embrace related curricula in educating students. The federal agency that posts a document to its youth website entitled LGBTQ Inclusivity in Schools, a self-assessment tool. The page includes several drop-down menus with resources for professional development, tools for supporting LGBT youth, and health considerations for LGBT youth. 
Each includes a list of documents and guidance pertaining to pro-LGBT materials. CDC's Division of Adolescents and School Health School Administrators, our LGBTQ inclusivity self-assessment tool, can help you quickly gauge inclusivity at your school. See your score today and learn ways to increase inclusivity. Okay, so this is uh, why so many parents are pulling their children out of public schools when you start normalizing these relationships, these LGBTQ relationships, when you start presenting drag queens at the libraries, when you begin to indoctrinate young people into these sexual perversions at an early age, it's not going to be a healthy situation. Kids are going to grow up very confused. They're going to get involved in some of these activities that are going to scar them emotionally and spiritually for the rest of their lives. And the CDC, of all people, are pushing this stuff. This is the Center for Disease Control. So you really have to ask yourself, who's behind the CDC? We've already seen how the WHO has been compromised by the CCP, but now we're seeing the CDC is making these comments. This is a, this is a slippery slope that we've uh, headed down since we legalized gay marriages. And the problem is, is that once they get an inch, they want a mile. And they continue to extend and take it to further extremes into pedophilia, making that normalization. It's not a good direction that we're headed in. And a lot of new options are coming out for public schools, such as charter schools, religious schools, Christian schools, even homeschooling, family models, cell models. There's a lot of options now for parents to consider rather than to put them into the public schools which are promoting these uh, immoral and very spiritually damaging policies. All right, headline number two. Dennis Prager, America is the world's major exporter of destructive ideas. Dennis Prager, at the present time, China is the greatest threat to world stability Russia is the world's premier aggressor nation, and Islamic groups are the primary exporters of terror and religious totalitarianism. And for the first time in history, America is the world's major exporter of destructive ideas. We are in the incredible position of being feared by many other relatively free societies. More than a few European countries actually reject America's current values, and they are right to do so. The most obvious example of America's decline in the perverse American doctrines surrounding transgender issues, the sex, gender of any individual is not given a fact. Men give birth. Men who say they are women may compete in women's sports, and physicians and children's hospitals are, are right to surgically cut off the healthy breasts of young women and even girls who say they are boys. America's war on truth, science, and children has rendered America increasingly an outlier in the Western world. All right, Dennis Prager has it right. Dennis Prager is an outspoken critic of America's destructive ideas that are being exported to the world. And I, myself, agree with him. We're talking about it today, the headlines, the transgender issues, the biological males in sports. These things are 
the, the rest of the world looks at us like we're, we're nuts, we're crazy. And for the fact that it's become mainstream, we have to ask ourselves, where is this coming from? Is this coming from the far left? Is this coming from some folks that want to destroy our moral character, our values, our Christian values? Is this a totalitarian Marxist idea? If we go back and look at history, Marxism, the first target was to destroy the churches. You cannot control a nation through totalitarianism if there is a strong moral Christian values. The Marxists understood that in the beginning. That was their target, to break down the churches. If you go back and listen to my interview with Trevor Loudon, he talks about the targets of churches and how much the church has become indoctrinated by Marxist ideologies. It's not a fantasy, folks. It's a reality here in the U.S. We need to be aware of it. We need to stand up against it. We need to oppose it. We cannot sit silent. We cannot let it rule our society, our families, our communities. We need to be able to set the example and not to go along just to get along. We have to oppose it at all corners of society. So let's uh, really think about this. Get involved in your school boards. Don't go along with the languages. When they talk about there's more than one language, don't, don't fall for the language. The language is the trick. It's how they get you to agree. And once people start using the language, then uh, the, it's, we're pretty much lost the battle. Sorry, that's the reality of the situation. All right, headline number one. Speaker vote briefly postponed as defecting Republicans nominate Representative Jim Jordan. The Republican majority's effort to provide accountability falters on day one. Wall Street Journal Representative Kevin McCarthy again failed to cross the threshold to win the House Speaker post with 20 Republicans voting against him on the third ballot. On the first two ballots, 19 Republicans voted against Mr. McCarthy, but Republican Representative Byron Donalds of Florida joined Mr. McCarthy's opponents in the third ballot. Mr. McCarthy could lose just four votes because all Democrats voted for Representative Hakeem Jeffries of New York. All of Mr. McCarthy's opponents voted for Ohio Representative Jim Jordan, who has said he doesn't want to be Speaker and supported Mr. McCarthy. C-SPAN. A Speaker has not been elected. The House stands adjourned until noon tomorrow. Hugh Hewitt, Jim Jordan is a genuine conservative interested in governing and eager to begin oversight hearings on the collapse of the border and the politicization of the FBI and DHS. But 20 members of a 220-member caucus are blocking the way forward. Jordan is a good man and won't budge. Okay, so... uh, yeah, I mean, this is, uh, this is how our democracy operates. This is the sausage-making. It's not pretty. This is how the Founding Fathers set us up. People have the right to voice their opinion. Hey, that's the way it works. you got to get a consensus. you got to have everybody on board. you got to be united. And there's uh, some serious issues out there. We all know. I mean, we're overspent. we got an open border. Republicans are just as guilty as the Democrats. And there's a few people that are just saying enough is enough. And if they just keep going on as uh, business as usual, you know, our country is going to continue to decline and we're going to become a bankrupt nation. 
We're not going to be able to sustain our debt. Interest rates are rising. If interest rates continue to rise, we're not going to be able to manage our debt. We're going to continue to spend, spend, spend. And sooner or later, folks, somebody's got to pay the price. And if America loses and becomes a bankrupt nation, the whole world will be affected. So let the uh, discussion go. Let it, let it play itself out. Let's see if another individual rises up that can take the position, maybe uh, Scalia or someone like that. Maybe it's not the right time for Speaker McCarthy to step in and honor his role. So this is uh, the situation we're in. I think it will eventually get figured out, but let the discussion take its course, not panic. Let people speak their minds, and then we'll come to a consensus at some point, and hopefully we can get this country back on track. All right, those are your top five headlines for this Wednesday. Thanks for joining us on the Firm America podcast. I'm your host, Marquise Vandemark. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless everybody. See you then. This is the Affirm America podcast with your host, Marquis Vandemark. And let's never forget, America is great and we affirm it.